Welcome to Your Love Ministries, where this is a Holy Spirit-led podcast. Good day to you. My name is Claire Carter, and I'm your host on this journey of becoming a disciple of Christ. Today, we're going to speak on what does it mean to control our tongue? So let's first, of course, go to the Father in prayer. So heavenly, wonderful Father, we thank you for your blessed Son, Jesus. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of us. We ask that you cover us on this day. Open our ears, open our hearts and our minds to receive you, that we're not only hearers of your word, but doers. So we thank you for this opportunity on this day. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you cover every heart and mind. If there's an illness out there, if there's someone crying out for healing, Father God, allow them to be touched on this day. Father God, if there is anyone in the name of Jesus that is being attacked in any way, shape, or form, in the name of Jesus, we rebuke those things. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Heavenly Father, we look to you today through your blessed son Jesus for healing and deliverance. Have your way, Holy Spirit. We love you and we thank you and praise you in your glorious and precious name, Jesus. Amen. 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 So what does it mean to control the tongue? In the Bible, there are several different verses that speak upon the tongue. Life and death is in the tongue. We want to be mindful of that. But today, that's that's a big one. Life and death is in the tongue. But today we are going to learn how to control that tongue. So that way we understand we can speak better with life and not with the death out of our mouths. So we have James chapter 3, the New Living Translation. James chapter 3, the New Living Translation. And James is saying to us, Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. Indeed, we all make many mistakes, for if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. James is really helping us out here to understand how we can live this life and life more abundantly, right? We're becoming disciples of Christ, so we need to understand these important pointers, these important facts that are going to help us live our life in a gracious way unto the Father, in a glorious way, in a way that we are having life and more abundantly and and excited about life and not just walking around in repetition. Amen? So it says if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. In verse three, it says we can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. I don't know if you all have ever seen that before, but there's like a little bit that's in the horse's mouth and it's connected like to the, to the um, straps, right? And you can control that horse. You can control it to maneuver it. And and verse four, it says, and a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses it to go. And though the winds are strong, so that little flap thing that's under the water, you know, you, you, you turn a little to the right, you turn a little to the left, that small piece controls that huge ship. As well as our tongues, this small piece controls our bodies. So how is this? Let's see. Let's continue to read on here. It says, in the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. 
It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set it is set on fire by hell itself. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? Think about this. The things that come out of our mouth, the things that we say, lies that we tell, right? If we're not speaking truth, that's why it says that if we were able to control our tongues in the things that we say, our tongue, and, and it tells us in the Bible in regards to the life and death, I can speak life over myself and my situation. I can speak death over myself and my situation. Okay, we um, we have here where it's, I, I can say, you know what, today, Heavenly Father, I'm going to look to you. Jesus, you're going to be with me. Holy Spirit, Jesus, you're going to protect me. Holy Spirit, you're going to be with me. And today is going to be a great day. It does not matter what comes my way. I know that I'm protected. I know that I'm covered. And I'm going to go through and I'm going to have a great day today, right? And I'm going to speak that upon my life. That's not saying that things are not going to happen. That's not saying that things are not going to take place to try to throw me off, to try to harm me, to try to mess up my day. These things will happen. But guess what? Because I've spoken that life over my life, because I've spoken that today is going to be a great day and I have my mind and heart set on Christ Jesus, then everything's going to be okay. It doesn't matter what comes my way. But if I wake up and I say, oh, gosh, Oh, the, the day is just going to be horrible. I'm just so tired. It's rainy outside. Oh my gosh. I just, I just want to stay in bed. I don't want to get up. I don't want to do anything. Oh, this is just going to be such a, I'm not going to have a great day. And when you speak that over your life, that's what's going to happen to you. Why? Because you place that mindset over you. You've spoken that out before anything has occurred. And Satan and his little demonic spirits are ready to grab on that. Oh, well, she's claiming to have a great day. Well, I'm going to attack her. But because I've set my heart on Christ, it's not going to affect me then as if I were to be, oh, today's going to be a horrible day, right? Because it's just going to make matters worse for me instead of being like, okay, Lord, I'm ready because I know that you're with me. We can fight these battles together, right? And then that's what helps us get through each day. Our tongue, our tongue can can knock somebody down. Our tongue can set something on fire. And it's saying that when we lie, when we when we speak lies, when our tongue tells lies, we're setting our souls on fire. We're setting our, ourselves on fire. Why? Because thou shalt not bear witness, a, a false witness against thy neighbor. And that's what's taking place when we're bearing false witness, when we're lying, our tongues are set on fire. So it tells us here, people can tame all kinds of animals, verse seven, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessings and cursings come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely not, my brothers and sisters. This is not right. Think about that. Um, if you have churchgoers, people that go to church and they're sitting in church, and, oh, praise Jesus, praise God, praise God, hallelujah. They're praising them. But as soon as they hit the street, they're a totally different person. And now their praises for the Lord is turning into beep, beep, beep this and beep, beep, beep that. Or, uh, and not only curse words, you know, foul language, it's also 
speaking that over someone else. You, you know, you're not going to mount anything. You're stupid. You, you're never going to have anything. You're never going to graduate. You're never going to be successful. And then we're speaking those curses and, and foulness over other people's lives. But yet I was just in church praising God. We have to be so mindful and we have to take accountability for ourselves. Let's examine ourselves. So verse 11 says, does a spring of water bubble out both fresh water and bitter water? No. If, if I go to the river, okay, if I go to the river, that water is not salty. Okay, that is, that's fresh water. So there's no way that salty water is going to flow through the river because that water is fresh. So in the ocean, we have salty water, right? So that water is not going to be fresh, it's going to be salty. So there's no way that the ocean can produce the, there's no way the ocean can produce the fresh water and there's no way that the river can produce salty water. Why? Because that's not how they were made, just like us. We're made in the image of God, right? And we're claiming to be the children of God. We should not be speaking of the world. We should not be speaking like the world. We should not be uh, our our conversations, you know, the foul talk, the the putting down of one another, the cursing, the foul languages, the the bad speech against one another. Those things should not be so. If I'm claiming to be a Christian, I should produce the Christian fruit. I should produce fruit from Jesus. I should produce love. I should produce what comes out of my mouth should be the fruits of the spirit, which are love, joy, peace, and patience, kindness, and gentleness, self-control. Those are the things that should be pouring out of my mouth. Not wickedness, not evilness, not cursings, not foul language, not foulness in any way. In verse 12, it says, does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No. And you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. So now it's like, okay, we understand this. When we are, when we are to be Christ-like, when I say, you know, I want to become a disciple of Christ, I'm giving my life to Christ. We have to be different. If I'm an olive tree, you need to look at me as an olive tree and I produce the olives. But if I'm claiming to be an olive tree and I have figs sprouting off of me, that cannot be so. An olive tree produces olives. A fig tree produces figs. That's just like, say, an apple tree. You're not going to go to an apple tree and find oranges. Okay? So the Lord's saying, he, He's speaking through James to tell us, Hey, stay who you are. Stay true to who you are. If you are in Christ, be in Christ. Speak as Christ would speak. Love like Christ would love. And no, no, this stuff doesn't come overnight. It's training. And that's why we have these podcasts. And that's why we have these lessons. And that's why the Lord gives us this information through his word, because it's a training for us, right? It's a training for us to know, well, I didn't know that that wasn't okay to do that. But now you do. And once we become aware of that, we need to fix it. We need to change it. And so James goes on here in verse 13, it says, If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. So basically, we receive this wisdom today, right? Now we need to apply it. That's that's in the prayer every time is, Lord, allow us to be here, not just hearers of your word, but doers. So now we've heard it, and now we need to do this. So 
if you have a problem with cursing, if you have a problem with negative speech, your light should pop on today to say, oh, wow, I, I didn't realize that I wasn't supposed to be doing that. And today you've heard it and now you need to receive it in your heart and then apply it. So we receive knowledge. Okay, you've given me the knowledge that that I need, right? Okay, I understand that the Word of God tells me I'm not supposed to be cursing. I'm not supposed to be speaking negative. I'm not supposed to be putting people down. I'm not supposed to be doing those things, okay? And then He tells us, He gives us knowledge, understanding, and wisdom, right? So then the understanding part is, okay, now I understand that I'm not supposed to do those things. So how can I change it? And then the wisdom portion of it is actually making the change. So when someone comes to you and they're fussing and they're arguing and they want to start up with you, that's when you realize, hey, I'm a child of God. You're not going to fuss back. You're going to speak the wisdom to say, I apologize for the situation, or I I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand why you're so angry with me. I'm sure that there's a way that we can work this out. And that's not making me a weak vessel. That's making me strong because a weak person is out of control. A strong person stays in control, okay? So now here it says, but if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. Okay, so if you're jealous about somebody, somebody got a new car, got a promotion at their job. And instead of you saying, oh, job, well done. Great. That is so great for you. I'm so happy for you. If you're not able to say that wholeheartedly, if you're not able to say, wow, I'm actually happy for this person. You don't want to sit there and speak against them. You don't want to sit there. What is that saying? It says, I remember our parents used to say it all the time. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all, period stay out of trouble, stay out of line, stay and re- and say, well, if I'm not happy for them, why not? What is in me that's making me upset against their success? We have to examine ourselves, right? In verse 17, but the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace, loving, gentle at all times and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. So it's telling us here in the word of God, let us pause. Let us take a moment to think before we speak. If we think before we speak, we would get in such less trouble. We would place ourselves in such less trouble than what we put ourselves in. So I wanna encourage you today to use this acronym. Think, T-H-I-N-K, think. Write the word down, think, right? Write it long ways. Beside the T, what you wanna put at the top is before I speak, is it? Before I speak is what I'm saying. Before I speak is what I'm saying. Is actually what you say. T stands for truthful. Am I being truthful? Is what I'm about to say right now the truth? 
And I'm not saying it in a harsh and mean way. I'm speaking in love. Remember, sowing the seed of peace, speaking in love. T, before I speak, is what I'm about to say, T, truthful. The next word or next letter is H. The next thing would be, before I speak, is what I'm about to say, helpful. Because if it's not going to be helpful, you don't need to disclose that information. So T stands for truthful. H stands for helpful. Now, before I speak is what I'm about to say, I, to inspire someone, inspire. Will this inspire the person or put them down? So am I speaking truth? Am I being truthful? Am I being helpful? And will I inspire? The next word or letter is N, and that stands for necessary. What I'm about to say, is it actually necessary? Do I need to disclose this information to them? Do I need to let them know this information? Because sometimes we speak just to speak. And please remember in the word of God, it says that we are held accountable for every word that proceeds out of our mouth. So you have truthful, helpful, inspire, and necessary. And the last one is kind. Is what I'm about to say to this person going to be kind? So I'd like for you to take that acronym and write it down so we can, that's a way to help us stay in track, stay on track. Think, am I, am I about to say something that's truthful, helpful, inspiring, necessary, and kind? So Heavenly Father, thank you for the word for today. Thank you for allowing us to know that we need to control our tongue so we can have a closer relationship with you. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your son, Jesus. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We just thank you so much for all things that you have placed before us today and that we will be mindful to think before we speak. We thank you for all these things. In your precious name, Jesus, we praise you. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, you can find us on the World Wide Web at yourloveministries.us. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. You want to look for the heart with the cross through it. We also now have a new TikTok page. So please join us. And remember, until next time, you are loved.